Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Welcome to another episode of Nacho Mama's News, hosted by Union of the Unknowns. This evening, because ladies go first, we have the beautiful, the one and only, think, change, repeat, Mrs. Ashley. Hello. (laughs) We also have... um, our favorite islander, Terry from Canary. Hey, Terry. Hello. We have uh, everyone's, what she likes to say, sweetheart. Was that Ismkant or Kielthor? I forget. Ismkant? Can't. Oh, okay. There you go, Ismkant. Hey, yeah. <laughs> and we have Kielthor that we all love. And I like to call him Normie, but he disagrees with. Yep. I disagree. <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Good, good, good. All right. So we have a pack full of fantastic news and something that you should not have your mama. Like, you know how they talk about not having children listen? Like, this is like rated not for your mama. You know what I mean? Anyways, uh, whoever wants to go first, go ahead. I don't care. Uh, So go for it. I just had a quick one. Uh, I'll jump in. Uh, it's just really crazy. Uh, the It's from torrentfreak.com, and a cheat software uh, is sued by Bungie, the creators of Destiny 2, uh, for hacking, which isn't illegal. Uh, but during the lawsuit, uh, it came out that the limited software license agreement that everyone signs up for it it actually gives Bungie permission to spy and access your computer without you knowing about it. Wow. Wow. This is Bungie? Yes. Who's so that? Who, who uses that? Like, what it's, is that for? It's Destiny 2 is the video game. And it's it's a massive hit. There's tons of people playing it. I wonder how many of them realize that Bungie is actively searching their computers. Hmm. Is it a Chinese organization? No, I believe they trade on NASDAQ. I could be wrong, though. Oh, wow. It's definitely owned by the CIA, for sure. Well, <laughs> I just thought it was crazy. No. Um, so now the the company is suing Dungie, Bungie back because the previous license agreement that they signed when they were using their service did not include the agreement to let them spy on you so now they're counter assuming 100 percent, as they should absolutely so this will be a fun one to watch and um if i see any updates in the future i will make sure to uh update everyone but just and they should have hire a private audit a separate auditing company to go in and do discovery and all of their computers and systems to see what information they have um pulled from their computer well that's the thing everyone i mean people agree to it so they're legally allowed to do it uh one of those things right that's why they have a claim but the other millions of users they they signed the agreement letting them do it because no one reads it right 
So they, it makes you really want to have to go back and read all these terms and conditions. I've never read them. Good luck. Me neither. Too long. You can't read them all, can you? It's ridiculous. It's like, like, yes, accept, accept, accept. Let me do whatever I want to do. That that can possibly be teased out in court. I mean, if there were, if they can prove that there was a, a deliberate effort to conceal with deep within legalese the their ability to search through people's computers, they can probably get some kind of settlement or something out of that, at least a cease and desist without or, or forcing them to display it more largely and m- more easily read by the by their target uh, customer, I would sure I would think. Right. There's yeah. no reason it has to be a hundred thousand words long. Yeah. The the other thing is you can't uh, sign an agreement to sign away your your legal rights. That's the thing in English law, and that you know you got law comes from English law, so I would think that applies there as well. So you can't just sign away all your rights. And in this case, the user was seventeen, and you got to imagine most of the people signing up are underage. And right, so they have no legal right to adhere to that because they can't legally sign a contract. So right, that's apparently the current precedent, at least in that Mm. district. I don't know if it's been touched on by the Supreme Court or not. But I'm curious about because I feel like doesn't TikTok, Instagram, don't they have similar Mm. precedents? Uh, If you listen to Joe Rogan, he'll tell you that he read the terms of service for TikTok on the air, and then his daughters got upset with him because. All of their parent, all of the daughter's parents, made them delete TikTok off their phones because he heard it and they're like, "Oh my God, this is insane!" Yeah, uh, it's but no one reads it. You politely yep. click yes. So I guess if you have something to hide, go old school with like pen and paper or something. Definitely. You never know who's watching out there. Because even some of like Instagram or probably Facebook, whatever Meta company, um, they have similar things basically like if they own your handle they all kinds of crazy stuff they have access to things on your phone that they shouldn't have access to well i believe that um there's a current lawsuit going on uh just about that so we'll have, we'll have to what is it <laughs> i it's I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, I get most of that kind of information from torrentfreak.com. And it's a great news source for all that stuff. I wonder if that principle has ever been challenged in court. You know, the, the fact that if you've got like hundreds of pages of terms and conditions, it's not reasonable to expect people to, to read them all. Exactly. So, yeah, we'll have to see what happens with, with the kid. I, it's... It's it just feels nice watching someone actually do something about what corporations are doing back back in front to us. Yeah. Agreed. Hmm. All right. Terry? Well, I've got well, Who's up Terry, go ahead. No, go on, Kill. You go first, and I'll go after you. Have a... I, I've got an amusing headline to read. Um Cannibal pleads guilty to eating Kevin Bacon. that's a classic any questions (laughs) well it's probably bacon that he called kevin i mean it's it's a person that has the same name as the actor it's very self-explanatory yet still very confusing at the same time Uh, jackie got it right 
Presumably yeah, cannibal and has only one degree of separation from Kevin Bacon if he eats him. That's right. Uh, no, Jackie was right. It was uh, a guy uh, named Mark Latunsky up in Michigan. And he had arranged for a meetup with another fellow named Kevin Bacon, not the actor. This was a 25-year-old guy, Kevin Bacon. They met through Grinder, so they were about <laughs> to go on a date. Oh, man. And then the, uh, Kevin Bacon didn't show up the next day at lunch or, mm. or breakfast or whatever. And so people got worried. And then anyway, they found, it says, uh, they, they arrested Latunsky and whatever. He confessed to killing uh, Kevin Bacon with a knife. It says his body was found suspended from the ceiling. Ah. Police say he also, uh, Latunsky also, removed parts of Kevin Bacon's body, which he cooked and ate, according Oops. to court documents. How, Chris, it sounds like a Jeffrey Dahmer 2.0, except more gruesome, like he didn't care about hiding it in the freezer. When, when did this happen? This happened in 2019. But uh, his, him, uh, the, you know, courts and stuff all happened this, like today, like this God, week. Yeah, that's why. Do you think, was he a Kevin Bacon impersonator? Uh, no here's i'll show you guys a picture of kevin bacon and i apologize to the people who are only listening because you won't be able to see it but this is this is kevin bacon you can see that gross okay he definitely does not look like the actor no nope. sure. right. but, like but he does look like somebody that might eat you <laughs> no kevin bacon that was the one that was eaten He's the E.T. He's one yeah, the that one was, that was eaten. Oh, that, that was, was the guy that got eaten. He's the one hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was Kevin Bacon. And, you know, he looks similar, but he's got a higher forehead. I, not that I should he, talk um, because my forehead's pretty high. Kill, did he smoke Kevin Bacon before he had <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. They don't say that. They don't. Uh, but oh, apparently he, he was into sadomasochism and his family and friends weren't really aware of that. And I guess... Uh, Latunsky just liked to go a little bit farther than further than his uh, victims. I don't know if he has more victims than that, but right. there were uh, other instances. There were two other guys supposedly that he had met up with and taken back to his place. Uh, but it says, how did it word that? It says he... They, they, oh, uh, officer, police officer spoke with two of Latunsky's other grinder dates who reportedly fled his home shortly before the incident where Kevin Bacon. But can we guess, see what he, the, what the, um, the assassin looks like? The guy who's eating people? Can we see what he looks like? Oh, sure. <laughs> now, surely this wasn't his profile picture. Right. But. If you were to meet up with somebody and you saw this guy, would you would would you continue on with the date? But this is this is the guy. This is Latunsky. Oh Mine. no, he definitely looks like Manson. Uh, I'll, I'll describe Manson. him. I'll, I'll try and describe him for our listeners. He looks like a cross between kind of uh, Rasputin, would you say, and um, 
I don't know, just some other weird guy. <laughs> See, I think he looks like a modern day like hipster. Just put yeah. a, a beanie on him and a cup of coffee, and he looks more normal yeah. than Kevin Bacon. He works. Yeah. He works yeah. at the axe throwing bar. Exactly. Like he probably is from downtown Chattanooga or something. That's what he and looks like. Keep in mind, it is Michigan. Yeah. Well, on a on a uh, another aspect of this story, uh, in December 2019, when the original, you know, event occurred, when the eating uh, happened. Yes. The the actor Kevin Bacon. <laughs> offered condolences on Instagram for the friends and family of the man with whom he shared a name. Well, that's right. Well, that's so nice. Very of course moving. he had to do that. Wow. His, he's, he's quoted, for obvious reasons, I'm thinking this morning about the friends and family of this young person, Kevin Bacon, he wrote. What a wild story. That's wild story, yeah. There was a case in Germany a few years back where two guys met... Uh, uh, by mutual consent, um, one was agreeing to be eaten, and the other one wanted to, to eat this person. So, um, and I, I think the deed was done. And I, I'm yep. not even sure it, it, there was a crime committed because it was. Although they had a written contract. Sorry. Why would someone agree to be eaten? That is just <laughs> weird. Sure. Like if we were stuck on like a mountain or something like that, and I knew that I was going to die and like there was no other food around and it was like freezing and we're like just hoping that someone's going to save us. If I'm about to die, be like, like if I die, I don't care. Do whatever you need to do. I mean, it's disgusting and I'd rather starve. I'll make a mental note of that, Jackie. <laughs> I don't plan on being stuck with you on a freaking mountain anywhere. Time you'd be lucky to get stuck with me on a desert island because I watch these survivalist shows all the time. I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to stay alive long enough. Do you practice survivalist stuff though, or do you just watch a show and then say you're an expert? (laughs) Hey, I never said I was an expert. I told you it was Jackie. I told you that Keel is being spicy this week i know that's why i was harassing him on discord earlier today <laughs> that's probably why he's feisty <laughs> I, I practice now this is survival pre-me. techniques when i have the opportunity okay all right all right it's, it's better to know something than know nothing listen you won't even uh, take care of the cats and the dogs you just video them in your backyard those are my cats of- and take <laughs> exactly they're not your cats they're invaders yeah. on your property and you don't take care of the situation oh you mean how you do want i me know that you're going to be able to take, take care, care of stuff <laughs> look <laughs> i'm not condoning i don't like kitty care <laughs> type of anything i'm sure there's they are they belong to somebody <laughs> i don't mind that they want to eat the vermin i'd rather have them eating rats and stuff in my yard than have the rats climbing around in my attic in your attic or your like gutters or anything okay yeah. right. right. i'm just i'm only teasing if anybody yeah, wants to snip out anything in this podcast or whatever i'm just joking and messing with keel thor that is it i'm sorry terry <laughs> what were you gonna say i was just saying it's ghost cat isn't it but we're probably doing too many in jokes for our, our listeners yeah. keel has a ghost cat that visits visits his yard they yep. should check out his YouTube channel because he does, he takes his home videos and stuff like that. That's attached to his house. 
and um, creates quite the nice uh, short videos of the vermin running around his property. David Attenborough, your heart out. That's what I say. Yeah. Everybody needs to go and subscribe. Have you posted any videos lately, Keel? I did. Posted some this week. Oh. Why haven't you been paying attention? I don't to know that? because YouTube didn't notify me. You're being and busy in. AF. I've been very busy and I probably did get notification, but I've, I've been too busy to even check. Getting a check, uh, which uh, Terry will add in the show notes for us later on. As long as Kiltor provides his YouTube link. Well. Okay. Smokey. Uh, Terry from Canary. Uh, I'll go next. Yeah. Story. Um, uh, I, I'm, I apologize in advance for bringing another rather disturbing story after last week's effort. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, I, we talked about this a bit on Discord. It's, it is a very disturbing story of a woman who uh, was in hospital for COVID um, and seemingly when they, uh, the hospital found out she wasn't vaxxed, uh, her treatment changed and uh, it seemed to all intents and purposes that they tried to kill her, actually. Was this here in the United States or where was this? It was in uh, Plano, Texas or Plano, Texas. How do you pronounce it? Oh, Plano, 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 Texas. Plano, Texas. Thank you. (laughs) However you want to pronounce it, Terry, that's how it's pronounced. It doesn't matter. State that's supposed um, to be so free. It's crazy how much medical care we do. I remember a story some years back about a kid that was on life support and they were going to take him off and he barricaded himself in the hospital room with guns and then he came awake a few days after that. So he just saved his kid's life. Yeah. But and this, then he got arrested. This woman is lucky to be alive because um, they were they really did try everything to kill her. They, the, the husband, fortunately. Oh, no, we lost Terry. I know, Terry from Canary. Everybody, listen. He is, oh, my Zoom said, am I playing music? <laughs> no, I was just doing some bad you're yeah, back. You are, you're back. Hey. Hey. Um, yeah, a uh, husband had to bust her out of the hospital in the end uh, by saying, that he was her spiritual advisor as the head of the family because they were trying to block access to all family members. He brought in the police at one point and saying, you know, uh, they're trying to murder my wife. And the police said, I'm sorry, we don't have a protocol for this. So, um, uh, and they really wanted to take- You have a protocol for people getting murdered or someone trying to attempt murder? Not not by a doctor. That that seems to be the the rule. Um, So, she got out by a skin of her teeth and they were saying, you know, well, you know, if you go out, you're, you're going to die, um, you know, and they said to her, you're going to die anyway, really. So, you know, what's the difference? Uh, I rebuke that statement and I rebuke anything where you're speaking death over my life. That's how I'd respond to them. Where well, they she's still alive. She's stopping. The, her husband got her out and put her on one of the frontline care, uh, critical care protocols. And she made a full recovery, of course, presumably involving ivermectin and budesimide and all those things that we're not allowed to talk about. So uh, it's a pretty grisly tale. And I, I couldn't help thinking, she, she said for sure that their attitude and their care changed when she said she, she was unvaxxed. So it looked to me like they were making a deliberate attempt to kill unvaxxed people. 
That's now we know so that, you know, gross. Yeah, we know hospitals are making a load of money from from killing people. Unfortunately, this do you think that's still said, the case? Yeah, this article said it was up to five hundred thousand dollars you could get. You know, by putting them on, if you you get, I know for sure you get fifty thousand dollars if you put them on a course of remdesivir. You get another fifty thousand if you put them on a ventilator. And we know that 80, 90% of people that go on ventilators don't come off. They die. Yeah. Um, so I could easily see how it could go up to $500,000, you know. So they're just, they're, they're killing people for money. What can I say? It's, it's a, I never thought, you you know, it'd be quite so obvious in hospitals as it is in this case. It's, it's terrible. So here's my question, Terry. And like, what do you think? So it's not like the nurses and the doctors and stuff like that get extra money for like basically like murdering the allegedly murdering these people um so what do you think is their incentive for like following through and doing this or changing the care when someone hasn't been you know taken the hokey dokey okie dokey i really find it hard to understand either they're, they're just in such cognitive dissonance that they can't you know see what's happening at all and there's also the, the fact, I suppose, that they lost a lot of good people via the vaccine mandates because, you know, they would have got rid of a lot of the more sensible ones that way, the ones that weren't quite on board with all this medical tyranny. Um, but I really can't understand. I can understand, you, you know, it's coming down from the administrators and they just want to make money for the hospital. But you would mm. think that doctors and nurses, if they had anything about them, would not be going along with it. So I, I do find it hard to understand. And this, this was uh, cruelty as well, Terry, correct? They, they tried to, um, every day she told them, she said, I do not want to be a DNR. Every single day she told them that. And her daughter had access to her medical records, right? And she was trying to check on that? Yeah. So the daughter yeah. was checking every day um the the mother's medical records and every day it said dnr and she told them every single day i am not a dnr mm. even though they they did not amend that in her medical records and um if i and correct me if i'm wrong here terry but my understanding was that she had also asked for an actual spiritual advisor a priest or something like that correct and they yeah. they denied that to her and that's illegal yeah yeah, I believe that happened as well, yeah. And uh, um, with the DNR, um, it was this one doctor she was having trouble with, uh, and she specifically asked, you know, I don't want you, I want to be treated by someone else. And this 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 um, horrible person... Monster! <laughs> ...kept coming back, yeah. Uh, yeah she, she couldn't get rid of him. And she he, he just seemed determined to kill her. Yeah, she requested, according to that article that you shared many times to have a different doctor and every time this is the person that she got yeah which if anyone's wondering the 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 show notes and stuff like that will be inside uh that i mean this link or whatever for the article will be inside of our show notes um i was totally gonna ask a question anybody else have any questions for cherry in regard to this article uh, at all uh, everyone a, thinks that medic like the the medical system wants they're there to help but they're one of the number one causes of death in the united states uh, so I, it's and a lot of it's just because they have to follow the ama recommended guides which are most likely through the cdc uh so 
they they're basically just do do your marching orders or else you're going to lose your livelihood yes and that was even before the pandemic um that the third leading cause of death in this country in in the states was from medical mistake that was before all of this happened and then i mean it it was um heart disease was number one, cancer was number two, medical error was number three. And I don't even think that that included people being prescribed a ton of medication and accidentally, you know, screwing that up on their own, like, or, or, or a pharmacist or someone or a doctor not catching or doing their due diligence to make sure that the, the medications didn't interact. And then it certainly doesn't include, um, overdose deaths of people that were prescribed opioids and became addicted immediately. Um, and there is precedent that they were actually told that those medications were not addictive before they were prescribed to them. So it's, it's really, it was bad beforehand and this is i mean it it's so much worse now yeah i can tell you that when my mom had her second stroke which really debilitated her it was like crazy because the doctors called me and i was like here in atlanta and she was in south florida and they were like do you want us to do this like brain suction surgery in your mom like I'm like and do you authorize this and I was like how do I was like and it it was like a last minute thing I'm like how do I even know who am I to even authorize something like this and I was like you know you have to go based off their recommendations but I remember after that like my mom was laying in the hospital and I was her POA her power of attorney for those that are not in the United States, <laughs> um, which basically just means we uh, have the right to make decisions based off of our parents' care, you know, um, or family care's care, whatever. Uh, anyways, so uh, I had said no vaccines, right? Eve, this is pre the pandemic, right? Uh, I had said no vaccines or anything like that. And they, I walk in at like five o'clock after I'm done working and stuff like that, um, into the hospital and I see a tray with like three needles on this. And I say to the lady, the nurse, whoever she is, what are these for? And she's like, oh, this is the flu vaccine, blah, 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 blah. And I said, excuse me. No, I already said no. She's like, well, she can't talk. I said, yes, I'm her power of attorney. I make these decisions. And I said, you're not going to give her any of that. And she just looked at me like, like so offended, like, how dare I? And how dare you not want to give these vaccines? And I'm like thinking, B, I don't care what expressions on your face, but you're not pumping my mom up with any of this crap. And then a few years later, like this just past year or whatever, my mom went in again for a bladder infection and they over-medicated my mom and gave her medications, even a blood thinner, which she's not on. And my aunt had provided all of her medications and blood, it was a baby aspirin. It was not Plavix, which is a blood thinner. And then when I was calling them from here, from Georgia to figure out what was going on, like why were they giving her all this medication? And I kept getting switched around from nursing station to nursing station. And I basically, I started basically after getting switched three times, I said, if you effing, 
I said the F word. If you F and transfer me one more time, I will show up tomorrow with my attorney. I said, believe that. And then I talked to, I have a friend of mine that's worked in the hospitals and stuff like that. So, um, so when I said, uh, I showed up, whatever. And then they were like, oh crap. They, cause they knew I was like, you guys over-medicated my mom. I was like, she's not even on these medications. My aunt provided the, um, uh, the ambulance drivers with her medications. I was like, what are you guys doing to her? And they were on top of that shit. She had to go back a week or so later because they didn't fix the issue because the doctor screwed up and couldn't figure it out. They were like, we don't know what's wrong with her. B, she has a freaking bladder infection. Just tape some urine out of her diaper and figure it out. You know what I mean? That was it. So the second doctor, they called me because they were like, we're trying to figure it out. They called me. They were on top of it. But I mean, that's just crazy. You need to make sure that you have advocates for family yeah. members and hospitals. And like, just, it just maddens me that it's like our parent, I'm sorry, I'm going on a little tangent right now, but it maddens me that our parents just sit there and raise us all these years. And then people just turn around and stick their parents in these nursing homes. Like, can you imagine like if they were like, I mean, I guess there's like rich people that do that shit to their kids and stick them in boarding schools and stuff. I don't know, but I just couldn't do that to my parents. I promised my mom years ago that I would just never stick her in a nursing home. Like I would do whatever, you know, I ain't got a lot of money, but shit. The one thing I got is girth, you know what I mean? And freaking tenacity and the fighting spirit to just make sure she gets quality care. The best yeah, you, you have to be an advocate. You have to be watching what they're doing, checking on it and making sure that it makes sense to you. And if anybody's listening to this, who, who is in that situation, if you happen to be the, the, where you can start is by asking questions. And then if you have somebody that's a friend, um, if you don't feel comfortable doing it, find somebody who can help you in your life to be an advocate, to ask the questions that you need to ask. And you cannot be afraid to challenge these people in positions of authority because it literally is life or death for your loved ones, especially if they're being taken to the hospital for a COVID protocol. Yeah. I don't, are there any other jobs out there where you have to have insurance against you screwing up to even work in the field? Mm -hmm. Massage therapy. Really? That's medical though. (laughs) Yeah. These these places are death camps now. I mean, I'd be very worried about going into a hospital. Um, uh, A few years back, um, McCola had some guy um, uh, on there, another doctor interviewed uh, he'd written a whole book about how to stay alive in hospitals because even back then, wow. it was bit, you know, and uh, as uh, Ashley says, the advocate part is the is the most important thing. Get someone to fight your case because you might be ill, you might not be in a very good position yourself to, you know, speak up for yourself. And here's the thing is like, I don't have kids myself. So, and, um, So like a friend of mine who is probably like six years younger than I am, that is, has the tenacity that I have and we are of similar thought and she's like my little sister. We've known each other forever. 
Um, I basically just said to her, like, if I had to make you my power of attorney, we get older, whatever, would you be willing to fight and do all that stuff that I need you to do for me? And she was like, of course. So I'm going to eventually make her my power of attorney and know that, you know, and she's, we're, we're sisters. We're just not blood related, yeah. you know? And then, and the other thing is, is like, it's like when your parents, like my mom, when she first got sick or whatever, before she even had her first stroke, she went to a rehab facility because she fell in the house. It was just like a crazy mess, whatever. But she had the stroke in the rehab facility. They didn't even recognize it. I recognize it. And I'm not even a medical doctor. Yeah. And I had to fight with them to do a CAT scan on her they're like we did a no an M M MRI they did a CAT scan I fought with them I said no her doctor said to do an MRI and then that's when they found that she had the stroke and like all this stuff and I was like so I could start and and they had said to me you're the only person that comes and sees your mom every day I was like best believe I'm gonna be up in this place because I don't trust you mofos you know what I mean because I'm the only one here that loves my mom. You guys, she's just another annoying patient to you that needs to have herself changed and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It, you gotta, you gotta ask questions. Uh, fortunately, I've never experienced any sort of hospital, you know, um, mischief like that. But um, yeah, I've heard plenty of stories from just everybody around me has, has a story or two about their mom or grandmother. And uh, they were in the hospital for whatever reason. And the, the nurses there started giving them something they weren't supposed to get, you know, and I don't, I don't think they're evil. They're just people and they work in a big corporate system and they look at the chart and they do whatever they think is supposed to be done, but they don't know they need to, you, you got to have somebody there who can just, you know, like you're saying, ask, ask you, what is this for? Why yeah. are you doing this? Are you sure they need to have that? You know, because they, they're they, there to make money. Yeah. They're just, yeah. That's, they're just doing their job and there's nothing wrong with that, but mistakes can be made. And like, it's, it's life or death. Like you said, I, I basically agree with you, Keel. Uh, we should probably move on to the next topic, but you know, I basically agree with you, but what I think was happening now is so obvious. It's so obvious that these, you know, that the, the treatments are killing people. You know, what happened in New York City was was horrendous. There were so many thousands of patients killed unnecessarily by treatments that clearly weren't working. You know, I would I would I would class a treatment that kills ninety percent of my patients as a bit of a failure. I don't know about you. And so yeah. I don't understand how they continue to go along with it. It was, you know? I think that had a lot to do with the policies laid down by uh, the the governor. What was his name? Cuomo. When he, he, he sent all, or maybe it was the mayor of New York City, but whoever it was that made the call to send all these sick patients back into yeah. the nursing homes and stuff. Yeah, and it was there, And there were, I think there were state specific policies up there about concerning the ventilators and things. Yeah, well, they they want you sick. It's so I I have I don't go to the doctor. I and I'm perfectly healthy. We um, know. Take, I'm just saying, like, don't <laughs> take tons of pills just because the doctor threw them at you after a five minute appointment. Uh, they aren't your best advocate. Terry, have you gotten the vid yet? 
So the only two MFers in this whole group is like two out of three. Like Ism Kant and Terry from Canary has not gotten the vid. <laughs> We're virgin. And Terry, just because he lives on an isolated island and uh, which is great. But Ism can't, who knows why <laughs> the vid has, the vid just is like, I can't survive in this system because it's already <laughs> crazy. <so. laughs> well, it's, my, my theory is what I was taught in elementary school is that in order to not get sick, you need to get germs so that you can build up yeah. antibodies. Um, so that's what I do. Yeah. Seems to work out pretty well. Plus you work around uh, your you know, work around think, toxins all day. I think a you big used part to of indulge in toxins, cable. and now you know you love a cigarette a time or two. You know what I mean? Just, just go out, get some sunlight, uh, get some physical activity in every day. Uh, eat kind of well too. at least. All good advice. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Kiel, you've moved. You've already shared your story, right? That yep. was the one we just talked about. Okay. All right. Ism can't, as I you're smoking on the sick, why don't you go ahead and just tell us what you got today? Oh, I think we're on to Ashley. Yeah, no, Ash the... is going to go last. We're gonna, did you, did you share yours yet, Jackie? Yes. No, Justin, have you already shared yours? Yes. He has. He went oh, first. Okay, then it's me. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> too much car wine. <laughs> no, yeah. too much car vodka. Okay. Oh, vodka. Uh -oh. I'm on vodka today. All right. So this story is more U.S. employers are trapping workers and a new form of uh, indentured servitude. An employer at Dunkin' Donuts awaits to go orders at the empty food court of the rest stop on Route 24 or Route, however you want to say it, north in Bridgewater, Massachusetts, on March 16, 2020. So basically what these people are doing is they are hiring people. And then because people are like, screw this job, they're turning around and they're having it in their job contracts that they have to pay them back for training. But really, how much training is there due at Dunkin' Donuts, honestly? The, so uh, bosses are industries such as retail, healthcare and logistics are reverting to an old tactic and trapping people in miserable jobs by threatening to saddle them with debt if they quit. Workers across the United States and fields ranging from nursing to trucking have been discouraged from leading jobs they hate or can't afford to keep because employers vow to charge them for training costs if they quit. The threats are backed by so-called training repayment agreement provisions, ironically called traps. And we do have a trap center here, but that's a whole totally different type of trap in Atlanta. Uh, that's around trap music and trap type of females. But anyways, I digress. Okay. In employment contracts, the practice has been likened by critics in the dentured servitude and peonage, formerly common types of debt bondage and which a borrower is bound to perform labor for a creditor. So this is basically bringing slavery back. Okay. So uh, the 28 U.S. Code and 2007 imprisonment for debt. This is part of our Constitution. A person shall not be imprisoned for debt on a writ of execution or other processes issued from a court of the United States in any state where imprisonment for debt has been abolished. 
all modification conditions and restrictions upon such imprisonment provided by state law shall apply to any writ of execution or process issued from a court of the United States in accordance with the procedure applicable in such state. So even though they're not technically in prison and jail, but defined imprisonment, right? You know what I mean? Uh, criminal and not civil matter. And this is clearly a civil matter. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to turn it into, you know, my thing well, isn't a, a criminal matter, but it's anyways, just basic contract law. Yeah. Either way, that was where my mind went to when I read that. Was well, that. now I've, I've heard of companies will send you to training or do some kind of fancy training for you, but you have to remain at that job for a certain period of time because it's an yeah, investment. Yeah, but you've agreed upon that ahead of time. Right. Well, have these people signed that contract that said that they would have to pay back the money for training? I imagine uh, their terms of employment. Yeah. You have to no, sign I don't there think so. There. Uh, you have to sign their terms of employment that HR sends out no matter where. If you, I mean, granted, if you're working legally, if you're not right. working, if you're working under the table, God bless you. Now, if they were hired under a, a different pretense, then maybe they have if they could get together they could sue the company because they kept telling people oh no no don't worry we're your training is free don't worry about it well there is a class action lawsuit against PetSmart. well i just you can sue anyone for anything so here it is but Uh, if you get in front of the right judge they're they'll go exactly as the article led you to believe that they're injured endangered servants yeah Two workers who are being threatened with thousands of dollars in bills through the enforcement of traps appeared before the banking committee on September 7th. Uh, Brian, the lead plaintiff in the case against PetSmart, told lawmakers about how she was left owing $5,500 to the company for a dog grooming academy that was initially advertised as free. Registered nurse Cassie Pennings testified about being stuck with $7,500 more than six months rent after i don't know why they even compared that to rent but whatever after leaving one hospital job because she was appalled by staffing ratios during the COVID 19 pandemic and didn't want to be complicit and neglecting patients which we go back to that again well i'm sure it's just like free asterisk read the fine print yeah, yeah. free after you've worked there for right, nine but months if, and if you're going to do dog grooming at you know we barely read the terms and conditions, all these apps that we freaking sign up for. Imagine, you know, being a $10 an hour employee, you well, definitely, and with well, no the, access to an attorney, you're definitely not reading all the bullshit. The you're just saying, is, let me get a job. The difference is, is that your job is, you know, typically at least a third of your life every day. So that's a contract that you should probably read. You should probably read your mortgage and stuff like that. But who's reading a 300-page document in teeny-tiny text to watch Apple Music or play a video game? Yeah. yeah back just to, something back that you're going to do once. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, I've got a philosophical question for you guys. What, what would you say the definition of a slave or an indent, or indentured servitude is? Because supposing I have someone working on my house and I don't pay them any money, I just say, you can stay here, I'll feed you, and I'll give you a place to live. Well, that, I would make them a slave. No, because if they agreed to that up front and all the terms and conditions were provided up front, the then they have would... the opportunity for that. Also, if they do that, 
do they have the ability to be able to create income elsewhere so they can have revenue coming in to be able to pay for other things outside of that? Or are they just in destined to be to forced? Are they just forced to like work for you only? And then what are you going to do to compensate? Yeah, you're providing with a place to live and some food, but what else are you doing to give them income to pay for stuff outside of that? You know, the Marxists would call that wage slavery, which is not true in a a free country. Uh, You always have the right to go to somewhere else. Uh, So Bob Murphy, who's a great Mm. libertarian, would tell you, like, he'll argue that there's nothing wrong with indentured servitude because I could be messing up who it was. I think it was Bob Murphy. But if you're willing to go into indentured servitude, then not going into it is probably a worse choice for you. Uh, it's off the assumption that people are typically going to do what's best in in their life to you know better their own. Yeah, I've I've read a uh, statistic, probably from Wikipedia, saying that uh, right now there are more slaves in the world than there has ever been at any other point in history. But it seemed like their definition of slavery included people like the millions of people in, uh, say, India who go into debt by these kind of loan shark people that are over there and just take advantage of their situation. It's basically, if you have to go to work, you're a slave, you're a wage slave. You have to work or else you, you're nothing else. They think that everything should be given to them. So they shouldn't have to work 40 hours a week. Mm. It's just a good rule of thumb in life to try to stay as much out of debt as possible that is slavery in, right. a metaf- in a metaphorical term right even if it's yeah. in a um, a credit card form or whatever just owing someone money now you there are uh, there are um i don't know mitigating circumstances right you could file for bankruptcy but that does have consequences um for you right so, for 10 years yeah i think it's seven but 10 years something no it's for 10 years it stays on your credit i thought it was seven um that's just your fcra which is your part of the fair credit reporting act that's just specific debts that stay on your credit for seven years but a bankruptcy stays on your to your credit for 10 years okay good to know but i and as far as terry's question i also think if that person agreed you know if they made the agreement with you like you're paying for this and i'm doing that and that it's voluntary, I don't consider that slavery. But I mean, maybe there's some so, nuance that I'm missing. Here's one of the exactly what's happening in, in this instance of this story is that a bunch of kids start working there. They work for two weeks, say, oh, this sucks. I don't want to do this. And then they leave and then they have to hire someone else. It costs substantially more money to hire and train someone than it does to hire and keep someone. It so, costs about three months of salary for you to for training for some right so i imagine that they're losing a lot of money constantly training people over and over again yeah and and this they've probably had this policy for you know years and years and years and it's i would imagine it would probably be rarely enforced just because it's a pr nightmare for them now i Um, definitely read my employment contracts for sure yes i would obviously i would imagine that it's it's just getting to numbers that they can't handle anymore. Yeah. So they're willing to 
actually sue people over this than just keep eating it. So they said, I didn't get any, this is talking about PetSmart. I didn't get any kind of license or accreditation or anything. And my actual training was only a few weeks. Pennings also told lawmakers that she doubted the $7,500. This is her perception, right? The $7,500 price tag placed on her cost of training regimen. Um, I was thinking that too, it would be good. It would be interesting to look at what does PetSmart actually say their training program is involved, you know, what is that? And maybe you don't have a certification, but maybe the certification is you are able to work in the salon as a groomer. And my understanding, and this is worth checking on, but is that they make a lot more than like a minimum wage type job doing that work. Yeah. I don't know. PetSmart? I don't know. Groomers. But we'll have no, the groomers. link in the uh, show notes. So it gives you the opportunity to be able to read the full article and see exactly what we're talking about. Then you have the ability to come up with your own perception. And we'd love to see your text messages, which we'll provide later on today um, at the end of our episode. And we'd love to hear your comments or suggestions on any of the articles, including the one that Ashley is about to share with us. Yes, I did have a quick question um, really fast for Terry. What did you, what do you think about that, Terry? About what, the, the slavery thing? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, really. I, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm more aligned with the Marxists, really. I, I think we are all sorts of wage slaves to a certain extent um, because, you know, we don't really have much choice, do we, in, in, a, in Western capitalist societies. We have to work. We have to earn money. So, you know, okay, well, I'm free to move from one job to another, but um, I'm basically a slave within, you know, the country that I'm, I'm living in. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say there's merit to that because of the fact that you don't get to keep everything that you earn. We know that. And we know that if you decided not to pay whatever the government tells you to pay, and, and they can make it up. They, they can tell us to pay as much as they want to make us pay. And if you don't do it, then you will be put in a cage. And if you don't comply somewhere along that way, they will enforce that with violence of a gun. So, yeah, yeah it, it, I agree with that in, in some way. Um, and then the other thing is that, like you said, you most of us regular people, you have to work to be able to pay your bills, to be able to make a living. And obviously you have the taxation, which can be very punitive. I mean, they put taxes on things in order to dissuade people from doing it. You know, you have a sin tax, an extra tax on alcohol or cigarettes or that kind of thing. Um, so it is, it's frustrating Yeah, I, um, in that regard. And my, you know, way of thinking, I, I don't like to say anybody's a wage slave or a slave to the rat race. I think that's placing blame on the wrong part of the equation there. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have that necessity to work if you didn't have to pay things like property tax and those, cause you can't, you, for some reason, you can't just disconnect. You can't disconnect from society. There's always a way for the, the government to, to ping you, you know, you can't just live on your own unless you're, unless you don't own any property. And, you know, I think there's a, you can live on federal land without 
paying anything, but you, you for only a certain amount of time before you have to move. I think it's I think like that's, three weeks or something. Yeah, but that's about all you could do. Otherwise, you're stuck in the system. And I think it's that core being stuck in the system that causes you to have to work. You know, if if you if that wasn't there, I I don't believe that people would be trapped in that that wage slavery description. Yeah, I agree with that too. And I don't think that we align with the Marxists um, in that way. I do think that maybe we have an agreement with them that it's it's sort of um, not the best situation. But if we had, and I think this is where we really differ with them, is that if we had a truly free market, meaning that as long as you're not hurting someone and you have voluntary association and you don't have barriers to entry for your business, then people would have a lot more opportunity to you know, to be able to build wealth. And then if you took out the government extortion, um, the threat of violence from that, then you would have people really able to be prosperous and, um, and probably do less work to be better off. Absolutely. Yeah. The, of course, the libertarian free market utopia, you know, right. that's, that's the goal. I know that's never, not ever achievable within my lifetime, but and it may not be the set best system, but it seems to be the best one that we figured out so far. Right. I mean, I think that is the best system. I think voluntary agreements and contracts and property ownership, I think that's how the human civilization exists. Maybe you don't agree with human civilization, but you know, that's a different conversation. But as far as existing on this planet at this moment in time, as living human beings, you know, I've seen I've seen some stuff on there that over the past few days when I've mentioned the like asked Putin under my breath, just please nuke us and end this madness. Fan <laughs> <laughs> world is getting out of control these want, days. Want to talk about Putin? You know what? I think there's this is kind of dark, but as the the um, the kind of positive way of looking at that situation over there, if if we're to believe that it's happening at least at a base level as the way it's presented to us putin has all these nukes but we don't really have to worry about that so much because we're never going to know that we're in the middle of a nuclear war it's we're just going to be gone you know we won't even see it coming i'm that sounds fine to me it'll, it'll just be we're just going to be gone in a snap and everything will be dead and that's that's terrible um, and depressing, but stay there, good with God. There, he, there, yeah, there won't be that. Can't. There won't be hours of pain and suffering and worry. It'll just, oh, they decided to launch the nukes. Okay, what am I, I gonna? I guess I'm dead now. It won't. I don't think it'll go that way. First of all, because you know why? Because the United States government and the globalists who are running the show never let a good crisis go to waste. So if they could possibly tell you anything to make you fearful and more susceptible to be manipulated, well, they're going to do it. And Putin cannot nuke the entire United States at one time. Now, let me be clear. I'm not hoping for that scenario. That's right. That's the worst thing that could possibly happen. I'm just saying if it did, I think it would just be over in a flash, you know? I, I would say if you're in the direct target, maybe, but- I, th I, I don't think any of us are not in the direct target. 
because if, we're if, west coast or east coast I, if putin is if putin is going to launch destructive nuclear weapons on the world he's just going to launch them all it's not like he's going to pick one place or the other and mutually we're going to do the same thing to him it'll just be a the old mutually assured destruction gotcha. thing that's just going to happen you yeah. know as soon as we notice him launching we're going to launch ours and he's going to launch the rest and we're going to launch the rest of ours it'll just be it sounds peaceful right i'm just saying we won't have to we're not going to get hurt by it it'll just one day we'll just won't exist anymore i think it would be be fun to be part of the small group of half mutated people that go on to continue the human race underground oh man those are going to be the globalists We read a book in high school called On the Beach. I don't know if you're familiar with that, Mm -mm. Um, but it it was about the, it wasn't like post-apocalyptic kind of sci-fi, but it was the aftermath of a global nuclear war. And the only place that had escaped the fallout was Australia, just because the way the trade winds blew, everything else on the planet had been completely destroyed by nuclear fallout and so but the the winds were blowing and everything was heading towards australia so the book took place in this part of australia i guess the sydney area maybe i don't remember that had yet to be hit by this wave of radiation and i don't know it was an all right book but it was an interesting concept i thought shout out stella yeah i was so i'm saying i don't know how true it was how scientifically true the the scenario would be but if it was you would have to be sitting in australia justin to enjoy the the end days <laughs> i don't know i don't know how i feel about being upside down yeah <laughs> all the blood rushing to your head all the time it doesn't sound very comfortable <laughs> all right well what do we have left have we gone through we all have, this uh, did, ashley did you ashley left did you She's give a story yet? It. I did not. Um, telling Terry good night because we lost him. So not, not because of Putin, because was, of his computer. Correct. It was not Putin related in this particular instance. So I will make it brief. Um, it was pointed out to me, it rudely, might I add, that my story took up a lot of time last week. I won't what? name names. Um, Probably Kiel Thor. It was definitely Kiel. Oh, come on. <laughs> okay. So Normie so- the group, he can't handle all the conspiracy stuff. So he has to, he is, they all say I'm part of the CIA. He's really, he's the one in IT. He is the real CIA and the Fed. I'm just saying. Exactly what the Fed would say. Yep. True. I'm with you on that. So the story that I wanted to bring today was just a small snippet of Clown World. Now, I want to preface this by saying that somebody that I think a lot of that is in, I don't even know, I would say beyond the Liberty Movement at this point, formerly Vin Armani, uh, known as Cyprian now, who has said, their degeneracy will be your trap. Okay, so, and I have said in some of our other news podcast 
that I believe that people are being intentionally provoked. And I also believe there's a war on men. There's a war on women. There's a war on traditional family, all of those things. Um, and, and some people are, are even saying that they believe that what is happening with the trans movement or, you know, acting like women and men are exactly the same and moving towards the trans movement is part of the transhumanist agenda, which I would say fair, maybe. Um, and then the other thing that will tie back into, um, with the trans movement, back into some of the other discussions that we've had is the fact that if you do the surgeries and transitions and all that kind of stuff, then you are on medication for your entire rest of your life. So you are, you know, you know, you're part of the system after that forever. Um, so, and I think that this news story ties in with that in a little bit of a different way. So this was written from, it was published by The Atlantic and it was written by Taylor Lorenz. Now, I don't know if everyone's familiar with Taylor Lorenz, but she is definitely discussed quite a bit because she went after libs of TikTok. The account on Twitter has a ton of followers. And what this account does, libs of TikTok, is simply post unhinged, super progressive leftist people doing their thing. That's all. It's, it's almost comment free. It's just sharing the video of people uh, com completely losing their mind. Well, Taylor Lorenz ended up doxing this person and trying to ruin their life. Meanwhile, Taylor Lorenz had also been on another story talking about how bullies on the internet were so bad and how people tried to dox her. And I mean, it's, it's peak hypocrisy, but that, that hypocrisy doesn't, does not matter these days. And, um, I read another blip this week that was saying it's intentional because they can rub it in your face. That's the point. That is the point. So anyway, Taylor Lorenz wrote an article for the Atlantic that said, are male and female brains biologically different? Okay. So that's very obvious. We know that male and female are extremely different there. You can observe a little boy and you can observe a little girl and you can tell that there is a, a huge difference. And you can also tell whenever, um, on an athletic timeline that they are very similar for a while. And probably I would say around the middle school age is whenever that starts to diverge. Um, so in this article, the, the part that was the most disturbing to me, I'll just read a blip, but it says decades of research have shown that sex is far more complex than we may think. And though sex differences in sports show advantages for men, researchers today still don't know how much of this is attributed to biological differences versus the lack of support provided to women athletes to reach their highest potential. The fact that this was published in the Atlantic should tell everyone what a piece of garbage news outlet this is. I can't believe that that was even uttered. I can't believe that anybody would be taken seriously for saying something like that. It's ridiculous. In women's sports, women's athletics, just like with a lot of men, parents, families dedicate their entire lives. That is literally all that they do in order to help that child achieve their highest goal, which is whether it's like girls in gymnastics or whether it's the Will the Williams sisters in tennis, you're going to tell me that they didn't have support. That was all that their family did was trying to make them 
famous tennis stars. Stop. It's so stupid. And she's acting like, and I said this on our Twitter account, like Brittany Griner or Sue Bird or any of these other people could be playing in the NBA. Are you kidding me? It's clown world. There's a lot of delusion out there in the world. Now, at the highest level, that's probably true. I bet Brittany Griner could do all right in the NBA. She could beat me, that's for sure. Yeah, but certainly if you pit the uh, the top men men's basketball against the top women's basketball, it's not gonna it's not gonna be a close match. Or, well, you know, there and was it's the, not due to lack of support for women. No, there was I mean, the women's soccer league that played against I think a high school uh, soccer team, and they lost. They got crushed. That yeah. was like a professional women's soccer league versus just a high school soccer team. And they, I mean, you know, they're, they're just the, – the difference is that males are so much faster and they're just physically or stronger. That's that. That is that. For, for those listening, that was a woman that just said that. <laughs> I did say it. A she biological a woman. female. Biological well, female. Yes. God gave guys- her. Did you guys see the doctor? I saw Pete Q posting about it that was making TikTok videos about yeet the teats as an advertising campaign to cut off the breasts of children. Ugh. No, I didn't. It was called what? Yeet the teats. You don't know what yeet means? I have no idea what that My means. My seven-year-old knows what yeet means. Okay, <laughs> congratulations. Can't that's stand that she word. has a disturbed dad like yourself. But that's it's besides the point launch like launch or get rid of yeah toss away or yeah but you know what i'll tell you that word has lost even that specific meaning it's now turning into kind of just an exclamation like yeet yay hey let's go here yeet you know it's just kind of a do you know what winch means winch or wench wench like a serving wench, like a medieval barmaid. I don't know. What do you know what it means? I guess that's what you think it means. It means young lady. Yeah. 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 Um, you said a servant. Yeah. I said a young lady. So, well, you would. Yeah. You can, ser- serving wench would be a, a young lady that's serving. Back in that time, you only yeah. know that because. Because <laughs> I'm a love nerd. That kind of shit. Right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly you said it i didn't anyways back, ashley go ahead <laughs> back to the atlantic though uh i was listening to a show today that was talking about it and i hadn't heard this and i'm not sure of the you know validity the the impact necessarily uh but the atlantic posted a an article comparing two cities um during the uh, Spanish flu, or whatever the politically correct term of that Spanish the that flu that pandemic was, one Spaniards city, the what? Spaniards are white, so you're allowed to say where it came from. Okay, good. It was actually the Kansas flu, but that's aside. Also so, white. One city masked up, and the other city did not. Uh-huh. And according to the historical records. The city that masked up had a lesser impact of the flu at that time. 
So the Atlantic posted an article when the the coof was coming out talking about this masking thing. And that is the really the basis, the sole reason for the entire masking phenomenon that occurred. Mm-hmm. Well, and did the masking do... work or no? Yes. What's that? No. Did the masking work? For no. That did according it according to, to the didn't? historical documents that the Atlantic was referring to, it did. And they said it did? Yeah. If you go to covidcharts.com, that's a website that uh, Tom Woods made, and it basically just shows you um, the recorded COVID uh, infections in any given area and compares it to uh, like a neighbor that is going to have like the same seasonal effects. And you guess which one is which based on the, the blank chart. Uh, you just see the lines and uh, there's no difference. Yeah. No, and actually there's some um, studies and indication out there that masking will make you sicker, that there's higher instances of bacterial pneumonia associated with that. And that was also the case with the Spanish flu. Or the and all of flu. these masks are coming out of China. Like they sell us lead and, and asbestos all the time. Like China. pretty brave to just keep China. putting all these, these pennies on, you know, the masks cost what, half a penny to, to make if that. And here's the other thing, Keel, my conspiratorial brain would say that the masks were not just based on this, that actually they were um, part of a humiliation ritual that is starting basically the new world order. So you have often masking hoods, things like that, whenever you are in, whenever you are being initiated into something, into a society. And so I think that this was a humiliation ritual to initiate people into the new world order. Hmm. Well, on that note, food for thought. Yeah. Yes. Does anybody Um, else have anything, last thing to say before we close out this evening? One quick thing I did want to say was uh, tying into some of this stuff, um, yeet the teats kind of stuff, that actually Matt Walsh uncovered this week some videos from Vanderbilt University in Tennessee that were talking about how profitable the top and bottom surgeries are and how profitable the transgender movement is for children. So I would encourage people to check that out. The, in my understanding is that the videos the website actually that Vanderbilt had posted or that they were posting from, they completely took the entire thing down. And that now some people are trying to mobilize in Tennessee and get legislature involved because of, um, I mean, there were some really disturbing things that were said about how profitable it was and the fact that they're doing it to young children. So check on that. Does anybody have a mystery? They want to have anybody research anything like that? I think they, I think there's been provided enough information. They should just research. Perfect. Unless Kyle or someone has something, but other than that, I think we're good. Uh, Oh, oh, I have a mystery. Go ahead. There was, there was one of the articles that I had lined up in my hopper here, uh, but there were, there are hundreds of whales currently beaching themselves in Australia. That's so so sad. One of our listeners Where's needs Stella? to figure out why that's happening. We is should ask Stella. Involved? We should bring her in on this. Sure. Is there a prize involved? Um, I guess the saving of whales. Yeah, if you want to <laughs> save a bunch that's, of whales. That's, that's prize enough. So, do you know the answer, Keel? Or you no, I, saying, the, okay. it's a mystery. 
you know who why are these whales beaching themselves in australia suddenly my theory is covid could be there and it's not and it's not accurate it's not just one occurrence either there was uh, a bunch of sperm whales that beached themselves and then a week later a bunch of uh what kind of whales not right whales but some other kind of whales just Mm -hmm. hundreds of them just well research first why do whales beach themselves right what are the reasons behind that and then provide the other info okay so we'll have that in the show notes as well so kilthor will provide us with that link to that article for you to go ahead and research that and uh you know, as always, please reach out to our website, unionoftheunknowns.com. Uh, that's where you'll be able to find all of our podcasting links, as well as linking to us on the Discord channel, following us on Spotify and Twitter and Rumble and BitChute, whatever. If you want to see us, our beautiful faces, then you can see us on any one of those that allow you to see us. Please follow our YouTube channel as well. Um, this helps us get known if you think we're funny, fantastic. If you think we're not and you love the content, that's fantastic too. If you have any questions or you'd like to chime in on anything that we've said, please give us a call or a text at 404 404- 482-3130 or you're welcome to shoot us an email at union of the unknowns at gmail.com oh yes okay. all right thank you for tuning in and another you're not your mama's news we love you kind of have an amazing evening good night everyone see ya bye Not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. New episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks.